0: What's up ladies and gentlemen, Beef Podcast is back and better because it's in 3D for that daft draft. What the fuck was WWE thinking? They,
1: like normal, I just don't think they were thinking.
0: Uh, it shouldn't be an every year thing definitely because it already, it feels like it's too soon. There's a lot of people on on either roster beforehand that, that never had, got to even have storyline together.
1: Well, and a lot of people that were on both shows anyways and storylines that were intermixed. And, well, hell, when we talked about it last week, I, mean, I was like, didn't we just have one? <laughs> You're like, well, yeah, last October.
0: Oh, shit. Feels like we just had it. <laughs> I think the worst part about it is I feel like Every choice they made was the wrong choice this year. Yeah. None of it makes sense. It's it's kind uh, of WWE's MO. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. And, of course, we're going to break that down for you guys, let you know what the new rosters are. But, hey, I, I wouldn't expect much seeing as SmackDown is airing right now, and they're seeing multiple interbrand matches.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. Pasty, this is so bad that I'm gonna have to do something I haven't done for weeks.
0: Oh, wash your I'm balls! To,
1: I'm gonna have to have one for the working man because I actually got there. You go. I got a brew here that I'm gonna be sipping on. I ain't gonna chug this guy. It's from Searly Brewing Company. We love Searly Searly. You guys rock. It's called The Grind Core. And it is an espresso milk stout.
0: Oh, fuck yeah.
1: It is stout brewed with espresso and lactose.
0: I always thought you didn't like coffee beer.
1: Um, No, it's um not coffee beer I don't like. I don't like sweet beers. And there are some that are like the that tastes kind of like those um Starbucks drinks. Yeah. This is not that. This is not sweet at all. This tastes like a dark This tastes like a dark coffee and a dark beer mixed.
0: That's nice. Honestly.
1: So it's a uh, it's good. It's allegedly with coarsely ground dark beans.
0: Now I hope I hope Drew Carey and his buddies get a get a portion of the proceeds seeing as they're the ones who invented the coffee beer.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> Such a good show. How come that isn't streaming on anything that I watch. Ah, it pisses me off
0: to no end because that's one show I would love to watch. Over, I'm sure it's because of all like the fat jokes and stuff. Uh, like all well, everything they, they do that. around Mimi Bobek is not acceptable. I feel. Yeah, like
1: but they still air fucking Family Guy. So
0: yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know.
1: It's it's got to be some kind of legal thing. Somebody has to own it that does it. Maybe Drew Carey owns a piece of it and he isn't selling. You know what I mean? Yeah, he might own some of it. I don't know. That is weird.
0: I don't think he could even watch like like seasons of Who's Line. I mean, the new stuff, yeah, but that's not the same,
1: right? And yeah, that's another one that you know what? Maybe Drew Carey's production company owns it because I know the um, the original British Who's Line is streaming on quite a few, yeah, platforms.
0: It's weird. He thinks if you can't watch him anywhere else you'll tune into prices right. Yeah, not happening, buddy. <laughs> You're no Bob Barker. <laughs> Besides what you doing getting all those old people socially gathering right now, no. <laughs> right. I don't even know if it's still airing. It's probably not. I hope it's not. I hope it's not. But it probably is. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure it aired through the Spanish flu hundred years ago.
1: Apparently, part of the reason that they don't uh, and nobody does the Drew Carey show is because of the music rights, which seems
0: pretty weird and petty. Just the theme songs, like I I guess they do do a lot of like.
1: Yeah, it's got to be actual music on the show because I can't imagine the theme song.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do use a lot of music throughout. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. The more I think about it, the more it's like, yeah. But even still, that's what I hate when you make something and it's like stamped in time. At, oh. at some point, there's got to be like a, a a limitations there where where the lease licensing and shit doesn't have to come into play anymore.
1: Right. This, apparently, um, their theme song "Cleveland Rocks" is actually. Uh, a cover of the presidents of the United States of America, they yeah. they own that. Yep. So I guess that makes sense then. But you could well, still use the Moon Over Parma,
0: could, the one then, right? Yeah, like, you there's could. Just, more than one Drew Carey theme song.
1: You could, yeah, exactly. That's just it. So I don't. You could change. I mean, they've done it for a lot of shows where they just insert a, the the one intro. Right.
0: Go back and of, watch some old wrestling on WWE Network. You're going to oh hear all, all kinds of theme songs <laughs> that weren't there back in the day. Right. Uh, huh. Well, folks, aren't you happy you tuned into this wrestling <laughs> <control? laughs> show? Isn't Drew Carey in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, he is. So, there you yeah, go. It's poignant. True. It's on point. We can talk about it on beastix Podcast. That's it. Next week, we're going to deep dive the Drew Carey show. The
1: Drew Carey show. Yes. On this week's beat. W- WWE
0: week's Network's going to do 30 days of Undertaker. We're going to do 30 days of Drew Carey.
1: Damn right. <laughs> forget Bound for Glory, forget Helen and Saw. We're focusing on Drew Carey, damn it. That's the what's nuances important.
0: of his career. Yeah.
1: That's what the wrestling community <gasps> is talking
0: about. Uh no, let's let's uh let's burn yeah. down this draft. How do you want to go about this?
1: Uh do we just want to take a round each?
0: Yeah, we can do that. But, let's do course. one round
1: doing the raw and the smackdown.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, of course, their rules were relatively the same as last year where SmackDown gets two and Raw gets three.
1: Other than that, there were really no rules to it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. So, for round one, Raw picked Drew McIntyre with the WWE Championship. Asuka... The Raw Women's Championship holder, and the Hurt Business, with Bobby Lashley as United United States Champion. That's more than three picks, though. Especially since well, that's,
1: that's three picks because they said that tag teams and groups could be picked as one, yeah. or they could be separated. So, or
0: they could be separated. Keep that one in the back of your mind if you guys didn't watch Raw or SmackDown.
1: I also love how that was a rule. They're like they're they're going in as a tag team and then like three lines down in, in their rules I read their quote official rules. It's like tag teams may be split up. Well then why even what's what was the point of saying they're going to be they're going to be auctioned up as a tag team. If but tag teams be
0: can free. be split up in the draft, then tag teams should also be able to be created in the draft. Just like smash two people together like Oh, a I like that world. idea. <laughs> For every tag team you destroy, you have to create another one to replace (laughs) it, so there's a tag team roster.
1: Right? (laughs) Um, Umberto Carrillo and Otis, you are now a tag team. (laughs) Called Light Machinery.
0: (laughs) Medium Machinery. (laughs) Uh, Yes, so Ragat, Drew, Asuka, and the Hurt Business leaving SmackDown to pick Roman Reigns, your universal champion. And fucking Seth Rollins. Why would that be your first round second pick? We've had oh my God. <laughs> so is Seth gonna be a baby face? Is this Roman heel thing not gonna last? Are they gonna form up again? I you know, don't like this. I don't like it, fat Mac.
1: Actually, Pasty, I wouldn't mind seeing a at least a short uh, program that sees Heal Romans versus uh baby face Seth. And from what I, I haven't watched since Seth returned as the Messiah of rock and Raya or whatever the fuck he's supposed to be. <laughs> but um, I hear it's not going over very well, or at least no, it's, 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 run, it's ran not its course. Good. So I could see him switching to be a face and then just trying out, you know, Roman versus Seth, but this time switching the sides. I'd be willing to give it a shot.
0: I'm just so beyond bored of these two working together, and now Dean's not in the picture. So why not just let it go? Yeah, uh,
1: I will say one thing for the first round draft is at least, at least if we're if we're talking uh, work, you know, if we're if we're doing kayfabe, that's the word I'm trying yeah. to think of. I like that, you know, four of the five picks were all championship holders. Like uh-huh. that's smart. That's the yeah, way that's to do business.
0: It. That's business. That's how you do it. But. Yeah, Seth Rollins doesn't have a fucking championship.
1: No, and there were other men with championships, so, yes. you know. Well, then we move on, uh, round two. Raw got the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, Naomi, and the women's, the women's tag team champions. I was going to say, is it Raw or SmackDown? But that's right, there's only one. The women's tag team champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And the SmackDown side, they uh you know you can tell the second the second one they they actually pushed a a woman's movement, which I also kinda like. Smackdown chose Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I like both of those picks. And I like that in the second round four five women got picked up. I think that's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh AJ Styles going back to Raw was very, very predictable, especially after the first round picks. Yeah. Um, that's something well, I have to say stuff. about that. Round. Yeah. <laughs> Third round saw Ricochet, Mandy Rose, and The Miz and Morrison heading to Raw, while Jay Uso and Ray and Dominic Mysterio go to SmackDown. Letting you know that Seth Rollins and the Mysterios aren't finished yet. Yeah. Why
1: wouldn't you? Why wouldn't What's you? What's the point up of a Ray? draft? Yeah, split up Ray and Dominic so that Ray isn't there for Dominic. I mean, at least do that. I
0: I don't know. Yeah, I think Dominic looks a lot better without Ray there. To be honest,
1: I want to see him put a damn <laughs> put a mask and a crown on. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I'm always going to call him Prince Dominic Mysterio.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah, then we got um, we got Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, who are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They going-
0: literally had just won the SmackDown Tag Team Champions before Stephanie came out and said, Kofi and Xavier, you're drafted <laughs> to Raw. And Did Xavier- they really? Yeah, and Xavier's like, you didn't say Big E. Say Big E, and she's like, and Big E has been drafted to SmackDown, and it's like, Jesus Christ. Sorry for spoiling your, your shit there.
1: <laughs> but I'm used to it. It's fine. <laughs> no, it is. That's that's, that's very, blah. We also seen Dana Brooke go to RAW. Angel Garza went to RAW, and uh. Otis went to SmackDown, and as Pasty mentioned, Big E went to SmackDown. So they're splitting up New Day, which I don't like. Um, I don't get picking Dana Brooke in the first days of the draft, or whatever. I don't know how she got
0: such a high up there pick. But I,
1: isn't <laughs> isn't she and Lana aren't they doing something together? Or, or who is that?
0: No, it's Lana, Lana and Natalia. Oh, that's not who I'm thinking of, though. They are doing something together.
1: Yeah. Okay. I just seen two women together and it wasn't that I don't true. know
0: what Dana Brooks been up to lately but no. when that she was drafted they're like, "Oh, she's going to do big things. She's really been showing a new side." No, yeah, right. I don't believe it. I don't believe
1: it. <laughs> not for a second.
0: And then of course they drafted Otis to smackdown. Yeah. So you're going to split up two tag teams right there in one round. Two well, beloved we tag teams.
1: They don't know. They didn't split up the the heavy machinery yet.
0: You know right? I mean? They just drafted half because that they makes sense. One, <laughs> <laughs> you could draft the other one in the next turn. <laughs> well, why didn't they do that with the hurt business, right? <laughs> and round five: saw Humberto Crio, Drew Gulak, and Tucker going to RAW. And Murphy and Kalisto going to SmackDown. Which, uh, if if Otis being drafted to SmackDown in the, in the last round didn't set up Tucker going to Raw, Kalisto does not set up Lucha House Party being split up either, right?
1: No. No, of definitely not. not.
0: Definitely no. not. And so, of course, you've got the Mysterios, you've got Rollins, you've got Murphy all on the same roster again. Fucking... Night 1 folks wasn't that a romp? <laughs> oh,
1: so much fun. <laughs> um Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it uh it was. It's
0: Although definitely I shaking things up.
1: <laughs> I do think that um I don't think you need lucha house party because i think they need to push the uh the fan, the fantasma uh group mm. that they
0: have oh it's just i think I it's like gonna be that. great now they can do a storyline where dominic chooses calisto as his father
1: <laughs> ligado del fantasma that's what it is the league of fantasma i think go. that i think that's gonna be better than lucha house party ever was anyway. so or at least, i hope so yeah there we go. That was the that was the SmackDown portion of the draft. I guess
0: you
1: say it. Um, and we move on on Raw this Monday. we seen round the, the second day of the draft and round one, day two, Pasty, we've seen The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, The Viper, Randy Orton, and The Queen, Charlotte Flair all get drafted over to Raw. And we've seen... SmackDown was a little smarter as they picked Bayley, the SmackDown women's champion, and the Street Profits, the Raw Tag Team Champions. So they picked champions on their first round. Don't yeah, know why you wouldn't. Did.
0: They're going to put Big E with the Street Profits over on SmackDown and call them the new, new day. Which um, this this
1: led to one thing I did see that I thought was just stupid, so stupid. And I think I must have seen it, must have seen it on Facebook or something. Where uh, Street Profits and New Day or Xavier and Kofi—I don't know where they're going by—they run into each other backstage, and they're both carrying the the SmackDown titles and the Raw titles, and they're just like, "Hey, we should just switch them." And so they switched them. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: you can do that.
1: <laughs> so so, so I I the trade the
0: Intercontinental Pro- Championship for the United States Championship.
1: Yeah, apparently. I mean, cool. apparently you can because that's what they did. So now, the street profits are, and the worst thing is that now the street profits are SmackDown Tag Team Champions, but WWE is also pushing that they're like one of the the very few um, Grand Slam tag champions because they've had the SmackDown the NXT and the Raw it's like they didn't win you the gotta fucking it.
0: you just, just <laughs>
1: traded it off like that that can't count Crazy. get out of here get the
0: oh, fuck geez. out of here yuck
1: yeah that I, I didn't like that I, I In- will say
0: The Fiend makes sense on Raw since he floods the arena with red light not blue light there you um, go Randy Orton makes sense on Raw Charlotte Flair makes sense on Raw so Raw had a really good yeah, it's a good yeah. first round keeping, I'd say. Having
1: Bailey on SmackDown and keeping Sasha Banks and Bailey on the same brand, I'm okay with. Yeah. I think they've as much as they built that feud up, they can they should keep it going.
0: Uh-huh. Don't worry, there's still room for Ra to fuck it up with round 2 when they draft. Braun Strowman, <laughs> Matt Riddle, and Jeff Hardy. And actually, I'm looking forward to seeing some Jeff Hardy versus The Fiend, especially if we do get Itchweed. Right. Not Itchweed. It's or, not um, Itchweed, though. It's, uh... No, uh, um, uh,
1: uh,
0: Willow. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: Itch- I mean, we could get
0: Itchweed, too. <laughs> Vince could approve Itchweed instead of Willow. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens on SmackDown. And let me say, I don't think Kevin and Daniel moved, but I think I think maybe things are starting to turn around in the draft. These two rounds have kind of made sense, except for keeping Braun and The Fiend together. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then uh, third round, we got Retribution going to Raw, minus one member. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is is not with them, and they made that clear with the graphic. She was not in the graphic. I guess rumors are she's going back to NXT or something. Well,
0: the last time I saw Retribution, neither of the women were there. Wow. Yeah. And that was when uh, that was when Ali deemed himself the leader, and he held up his hand with five fingers. So there's only five members, apparently. I don't know. I don't it's know. Weird. That
1: might have it's been weird. when Mia, Mia Yim was out with COVID, too. I don't know. I remember they were all out with COVID for a while. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um Yeah. Um and then uh Keith Lee. Keith Lee is going to SmackDown. I think uh I don't know was he on SmackDown or was he on Raw?
0: Or don't we know? Uh he was on SmackDown, I think, and now he's going to Raw.
1: Or now he's going to Raw, yeah. So I, yes. I think that's a good spot for him. I think he can flourish on Raw, to be honest. And we got Alexa Bliss moving over to Raw. On the other side, we see uh, SmackDown getting two people you couldn't give me, Lars Sullivan and <laughs> King
0: Corbin.
1: I would like, I'd be like, uh, can we exchange this, please?
0: <laughs> it's like the AIDS ward. <clears throat> yeah, not good. Yuck! Not good. Yuck! Can't they just go to main event or you know NXT UK? That'd be okay. Two hundred five yeah, yeah, live. Yeah. Put them in. Put them in those places.
1: Put King Corbin in 205 Live. He deserves it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Round four saw the return of Elias as he made his way to the red brand, along with Lacey Evans and the red man himself, Sheamus. And SmackDown picked your Intercontinental Champion. And my best friend, yeah, that's right, he's replaced you, Fat Mac, Sami Zayn. And Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. So maybe the Artist Collective isn't done just yet.
1: That Yeah, that kind of stuck out to me. I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah. Little bit calculated.
1: Moving on, round five. We got Nikki Cross going to Raw. Our truth going to Raw, who is apparently at that time the current 24-7 champion, although that can change from moment to moment. And uh, a guy I've never heard of called Yabadabadoo Boy, <clears throat> who um, used to play for the Minnesota Vikings as as a Baba Tunde. I, I what's up with WWE and and the Vikings? They I got don't... Brock Lesnar. They got Roman Reigns. They got Baba Tunde. Like, what's the deal? They they're just really into the Vikings. Yeah, I suppose it's because you know. Vikings football players suck, so they got to do something <laughs> to make money. They ain't gonna make they it. They get it them the cheapest
0: the that way. You get them the cheapest <laughs> exactly. that way. Can't go for Peyton Manning, obviously.
1: <laughs> uh, Smackdown. They did something I didn't want them to do. They drafted Ziggler and Rude together. I was hoping they were going to split them up because I don't. Of all the
0: tag teams, that. you could have split up or kept together. That's stupid. Yeah,
1: and then they got Apollo Crews as well. So yay.
0: Well, at least he won't have to deal with the hurt business anymore. Yeah, and he's not hurting. He's not doing good
1: business either.
0: And sixth round, saw Rog picking up Titus O'Neal, Peyton Royce, and Akira Tozawa. And SmackDown picked up Carmella and Aleister Black. That's right. Aleister Black (laughs) was drafted after Titus O'Neal.
1: Yeah, 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 I mean, just listen to those names, and it's like one of these names is not like the others. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Alistair
0: Black should have been fuck first night, probably, or or at least higher on this one
1: for sure. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. I, I mean, if Lars Sullivan and King Corbin got round three, how <laughs> about not get until the round six? Not to mention Apollo Cruz, Dolph Ziggler, Lacey Evans, Elias, Sheamus. I mean, I could, that's a whole list of people I would have. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, the last, uh, the last little slap. It we got Lana, Riddick Moss, Ar- Arturo Ruas, Rouse, Rouse, I think it is.
0: Ruas. And
1: going to uh, Ruas. They're going to Raw. And we got Natalia and the Riot Squad going to SmackDown. Yeah. So. And of course,
0: as we spoke on, the new day was split up with Kingston and Woods heading to Raw. Biggie going to SmackDown. Heavy machinery is split up. Lucha House Party as well. Uh that's a lot of fun. Shorty G was added to the SmackDown roster on Monday. But he went undrafted on Friday. Uh, Why is he still there?
1: I don't know. And And we also seen um, Lucha House Party. They were added to the Raw roster on Monday. They went undrafted on Friday. At least that's uh, Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik, of course. mm -hmm. And the non-drafted people, the undrafted people, the folk not even mentioned... There were two that were in pools but didn't get picked. That would be Andrade and Mickey James. And rumors are they'll both go to Raw when they come back. They're both out for uh, reasons we'll touch on later on in the injury report. And names that uh, were are big names but weren't in the draft pools, Becky Lynch, Jimmy Uso, Ivar, Sonya Deville, Edge, Jinder Mahal, Samoa Joe, Mojo Rowley, the Forgotten Sons, Bo Dallas, Big Show, John Cena, Bill Goldberg, Ronda Rousey, and the Undertaker. And those ones are mostly for either uh, injury reasons or just not currently working reasons. So,
0: yeah, reserving them for the big pop when there's a surprise that shows up somewhere.
1: Oh man, when Mojo Ryle- Raleigh shows up, <laughs> and Bo Dallas, shit's gonna <laughs> erupt. <laughs> Uh, they're not just gonna get hype they're gonna stay hype
0: <laughs> did Eric get drafted did I just block that out of my mind
1: I don't think so but it didn't end up on the list of major <laughs> so, Eric just isn't a major name Ivar is Viking Raider Ivar is but not Viking Raider Eric
0: well they should have been on the Vikings huh maybe, maybe, maybe Vince would take it more seriously there's a thing with the Vikings. There's, there's something with the Vikings. The Vikings, just not the Viking experience.
1: Exactly. And speaking of uh, Northerners, Pacey, we got a, a somber this week in pro wrestling history because uh, Stuart Edward Stu Hart passed away from a stroke on October sixteenth, two 2003, just 17 years ago, at Rocky View General Hospital in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, reports say that the view outside his window was rocky. He, he was he was 88 when he died. I think um I think everybody knows of Stu Hart, and definitely his legacy, but a lot of people don't know, especially this generation fan, don't know a lot about him. Well, he was born May 3rd, 1915 in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. I didn't make that up, folks. That's a real town in Providence and country.
0: How'd you like to have to write that on, on addresses growing up? <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Wasn't no copy and paste back then.
1: You had to write it out with a damn pencil. Yeah, and Stu lived in a tent. Believe it or not with his family living off the land and wild game that Stu took down with his slingshot in 1928 Stu and most of his family was forced to move to Edmonton after his father was arrested for failing to pay back taxes on his tent apparently <laughs> no land taxes um there he began competing as an amateur wrestler He even joined the Edmonton YMCA in 1929. Trained in the catch wrestling style in 1937, he would win a gold medal in the welterweight division for the AAU of Canada. Three years later in 1940, after two years with the Canadian Football League's Edmonton Eskimos, that's racist, Hart won the Dominion Amateur Wrestling Championship in the light heavyweight class. Hart would enlist in the Canadian Navy and serve as their Director of Athletics. During his service, Stu was introduced to professional wrestling, and after recovering from a car accident, Stu would entertain the troops with exhibition matches. Stu Hart debuted under the training of Toots Tootsmont in 1946. And believe it or not, folks, he actually wrestled a tiger and a grizzly bear. Not at the same time, two separate matches, but... A legit grizzly bear and a legit tiger.
0: Were they back to um, back matches?
1: I think they were. I think it was a it was a gauntlet. <laughs> Two years later, Hart formed Stampede Wrestling, and three years later, he purchased a mansion in the Patterson Heights area of Calgary. Now, imagine that from nineteen fifteen, living in a tent and and eating Killing what you with a, with a slingshot, a slingshot to nineteen forty six, just thirty years later, he bought a Dago mansion. Like, that's awesome. That's the, that's the American dream. But he <laughs> The lived Canadian dream. The basement of the mansion would become the legendary training ground known simply as the Dungeon. There, Hart would train prospects in the shoot style, with the idea that learning these submission moves would lead to a sharper in-ring style in professional wrestling. Today, the Hart House is considered a national historical site in Canada. Just a few of those trained in the dungeon include Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Superstar Billy Graham, Bad News Allen, Greg Valentine, Davey Boy Smith, Brian Pillman, Jushin Thunder Liger, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Lance Storm, Edge, Christian, Mark Henry, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Natalia Neidhart, and Tyson Kidd, who was the last person to graduate from the dungeon. Stu, who was a longtime supporter and mentor of the Calgary community, in fact, he supported more than 30 charities and civic organizations, was married for 53 years to the American born Helen Smith. The couple would have 12 children, many of whom would have at least some kind of involvement in the business. They also had 36 grandchildren and three great grandchildren when he died. Helen died in November 2001, and Stu suffering from diabetes and arthritis, was admitted to Rocky View General in Calgary on October 3, 2003, with an elbow infection, and then he developed pneumonia. Stu ended up having a stroke, and he died 13 days after being admitted. Stu has been inducted in almost every Hall of Fame for pro wrestling, just a few of which include Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 1980, World Championship Wrestling Lifetime Achievement Award 1993, Stampede Wrestling Hall of Fame 1995, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame, he was a charter member being a member of the very first Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame, that's back in 1996, Slam Canadian Wrestling Hall of Fame, he got in individually in 1997 and then also was inducted as part of the Hart family in 2001, the Cauliflower Alley, Iron Mike Mazurki Award in 2001, George Tragos Luthes Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2008, WWE Hall of Fame in 2010, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2014, and he was also honored with the Can- with the Order of Canada Medal in 2000. Now the Order of Canada is a Canadian national order and is the second highest honor for merit in the system of orders, decorations, and medals of Canada, right after the Order of Merit.
0: Damn, he's a hero. Yes, he is. That's that's just what he is. Let's uh, let's hope that family starts pumping out the babies. Three great grandchildren isn't enough. <laughs> right, that's a like steep drop role. off. Twelve children, thirty-six grandchildren, three great grandchildren. I uh, suppose
1: most uh, most of the grandchildren are pretty young and in the wrestling business, so.
0: Yeah. I ah ah! ah. Oh. well, with that, I do believe it's time for us to snap into this week's Savage Sentinel. The fallout of the speaking out movement continues for Joey Ryan as he filed for a lawsuit against Impact Wrestling after they terminated him following sexual assault allegations, which was first reported by PW Insider. Impact terminated Ryan in June, and he is alleging that they breached their contract in the wake of the allegations. Ryan filed the lawsuit against Impact's parent company, Anthem Wrestling LCC, in Nashville, Tennessee, last month. According to the lawsuit, Ryan's contract was scheduled to run through 8 21 but Impact terminated it uh, on June twenty-second, two 2020. Ryan's lawsuit doesn't mention why Impact released him, as it only focused on why Anthem failed to live up to their end of the deal. I'm sure he didn't
1: want why they were really put in the court documents. Right. I I wouldn't jump out and admit that
0: either. Don't show him any of my matches either. (laughs)
1: Right. Don't show him that time that I came out with a bunch of penises.
0: (laughs) He included part of his contract in the lawsuit and argues that Impact breached the contract by not giving him a five-day period to resolve the issues they felt he breached. Well, how are you going to resolve that in five days, Ryan? Oh, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> as a result, Ryan states that he has suffered substantial monetary damage to his income as well as damage to his reputation. Well, just pay him for five days, I guess, and be <laughs> done with it, right? That's yeah. the settlement, right? That's how you settle out of court, right?
1: I think so. I mean, yeah, this is one of those frivolous lawsuits and it's like... He's suing them because legally he is right. If they if they didn't give him the 5 days to to resolve it, then they did breach contract.
0: 5 but days to go reality, kill a bitch. Yeah,
1: in <laughs> reality, 5 days was not going to resolve the situation anyways. <sighs> oh, funny. I mean it's not funny, but it's funny. Let's just
0: It's amazing what? how my views of Joey Ryan have changed in the last, you know, <laughs> 6 months.
1: Oh yeah. Well, a lot, just just this year, my, my views <laughs> of a lot of wrestlers have changed, sadly. Um, and actually, moving on to more funny news that's tragic, but also funny. Philip A. Thomas II, pasty, we remember him. Yeah. He was the man arrested this past August for stalking and home invasion of Sonya Deville. Well, he reportedly wrote down Sonia DeVille's address rather than his own while he was being booked by police, and nobody noticed. And because (laughs) of this action, Thomas's court mail had been going to Sonia's house. The jail has corrected this error, but the Hillsborough County courts, at least as of this recording, still have the wrong address listed on their file. Philip Thomas will appear in court on December 15th in a hearing for his charges of aggravated stalking, armed burglary of a dwelling, armed kidnapping for ransom or reward or hostage, and criminal mischief.
0: Jesus Christ, if they weren't going to make a movie about that this guy beforehand, they will now. <laughs>
1: like, That's the police...
0: a psycho move, holy shit.
1: Well, and I love the fact that the police responded to that address, <laughs> her address, but then like when he says, Oh, this here's my address, nobody just nobody was like, God, that address sounds a little familiar. Wonder why?
0: Is he and then
1: this, this poor woman who's been stalked by this guy for, for a long time, you know, and her family has been, and all and she's gone through this shit. Now she has to open her fucking mailbox and see the guy's name. Like that's gotta be somewhat traumatizing. Right. Oh, and people are mad that people want He's to her. He's probably trying him. to
0: get her for the felony of opening his mail.
1: <laughs> mail tampering. <you> know. <laughs> that's just, it's, again, it's another thing that's so hilarious, but it's just sad and tragic. So but,
0: fucked up.
1: Like you said, it would make an awesome, just an awesome movie. I yeah. hope this ends up going on to a Dark Side of the Ring, which, by the way, they've already started filming season three of Dark Side of the Ring they haven't been renewed yet but i did read that they were the most watched program ever and um and um um i keep wanting to say spike not spike on um what the hell is the network called pasty all of a sudden vice on vice there you go so hopefully i'd say won't... they can be
0: fairly confident that even if they don't get renewed on vice they can sell it to somebody else oh for sure for sure dude Yes, Ah, And it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show Interesting trademark news For marks Yes WWE filed to trademark three show names on October the 8th They filed the trademarks for WWE Main Event WWE Saturday Morning Slam And WWE Live Wire WWE main event is the one out of the three that currently airs each week, although nobody watches it.
1: No. It's just probably a deal they got with Hulu, you know what I mean? And we'll throw this on there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Saturday morning slam, slam aired on the CW from 2012 to 2013 and would feature one weekly match, typically with a lot of high comedy and also featured random factoids about past wrestlers and different segments with the intention of keeping families engaged. Livewire ran from September 1996 through August 2001 on the USA Network and TNN, and was the first WWE show to feature fan interaction as viewers were allowed to call in and participate in discussions. There's no word on if WWE plans to bring back either Slam or Livewire.
1: Now, I do know that I believe Livewire was just added last month to the network, so that's possibly why they trademarked that. My guess is that maybe, I don't know why they would put Saturday Morning Slam on the network. I mean, it only ran for a year. I don't know, maybe for kids. But I actually liked Livewire. It wasn't great, but they had some of that work shoot style stuff in it before that was really getting popular, you know.
0: I never even heard of it.
1: Oh, it was awesome. It was it was really good. In fact, I think that's where um I wanna say that is where Vince Russo made his first on screen appearance for WWE TV. He was still writing for the Raw magazine, but he I believe he was on LiveWire as Vic Venom. Nice. Vic Venom. <laughs>
0: Why wasn't it Dick Denham? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that was his co-host, old Dick Denham. <laughs> oh, pasty, there's more trademark news. That's my new name. We love it. We're marks for trademarks. You right, Dick Denham. I, I got to remember that one. Um, they filed trademarks. WWE did on several NXT UK names: Isla Don, Ilja Dragunov. Why did I make you do this? One?
0: <laughs>
1: Skull King. I can do the Skull King. <laughs> Jack Why is he Star? always
0: skulking all the time? He's just skulking in the corner.
1: He's skulking, man. And <laughs> Flash Morgan Webster, WWE also filed to trademark the game on October eighth. Now, this nickname for Triple H appears from the writings in the USPTO, like it'll be filed for merchandise use. So,
0: I want to play the game. The game.
1: Like the game. The game. game
0: where the honest- ultimate goal is to marry the boss's daughter.
1: Right. And, and bury as many people as you can.
0: It's just, sorry. That's all it is.
1: It's sorry. Except for when, when you're in the home row, you're known as Tara rising. And then when you get in the final role, you're known as Mr. Stephanie McMahon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, and even more trademark news, Mia Yim who is currently working as reckoning and retribution Filed to trademark the Mia Yim ring name on October 8th. The filing was done by Yim herself. Heal by Nature notes WWE has an active trademark for Mia Yim, but it will be canceled later this year. The United States patent trending officers. I always trademark office. <laughs> the United States penis torture order. Sent a WWE a letter on June 11th, asking the company to provide a consent letter for the name. WWE has not complied with the request as of this week. The USPTO, I'll just go with it, (laughs) issued the following reason to WWE for cancellation of the filing: registration is refused because the applied for mark consists of or comprises a name, portrait, or signature identifying a particular living individual whose written consent to register the mark is not of record.
1: So in layman's term, WWE trademarked Mia Yim's legal name without her giving them permission to do that, and you just can't own somebody's legal name unless they give it to you.
0: But then how is he supposed to own her Twitch accounts? I know
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what, Cody Rhodes is kicking himself. He's like, God damn it, Mia Yum is smarter than me.
0: Right. Didn't even <laughs> fucking think it. I didn't think I of just tell like Vince No. I'm surprised Cody Rhodes didn't file for the game. <laughs> right. He should have. He could
1: have. <laughs> and pasty, uh some good news here. Ohio Valley Wrestling is hitting the airwaves in partnership with Anthem Entertainment, which we all yeah. know is the parent company behind Impact Wrestling. I'm excited for this. OVW has a long history in pro wrestling that goes all the way back to the '80s, and got quite a lot of uh, got quite a lot of notoriety and eyes on it back in the '90s as it was the developmental for WWE, pumping out stars such as Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Uh, you name it. There was just a ton of guys gone through there, and um, yeah, OVW announced that a pair of shows would be hitting Anthem's Game Plus Network, a cable channel that also airs Battle Bots. Oh fuck and pro- yeah! And programming based on a popular MOBA, League oh, of Legends. Oh, nutting.
0: nutting.
1: what a MOBA. What's a MOBA, pasty?
0: It's a five-on-five action battle arena where you got a Go down lanes and take over towers until you get to the enemy's base and destroy it. Well, I know what League
1: League of Legends is, because my son plays it,
0: but what's a MOBA? A MOBA is that that genre of game. There's plenty of other games that aren't League of Legends that have the same playstyle.
1: Okay.
0: It was originally built off of Warcraft 3's game engine, and then fans copyrighted it, and Blizzard was super pissed because they lost out on it. (laughs) Well, that's
1: what you get. Just ask Cody Rhodes. (laughs) OVW CEO and owner Al Snow had this to say about the new deal. He said, we are proud to join the Anthem family when OVW Overdrive and OVW TV make their debut on Game Plus this Saturday, October 18th. Wow!
0: Sammy Callahan going to leave Impact to go back to OVW now?
1: Oh no, I said this Saturday, that this Sunday, October eighteenth. I was gonna say Saturday isn't the eighteenth. How does that work? <laughs> okay. Sunday I, I I just was dumb. He continued, we have a passionate roster full of excitement and unpredictability, and we can't wait to share what we have to offer with the game plus viewers. We have seen unprecedented growth in twenty twenty and expand to reach to millions expand our reach to millions of homes worldwide. It's like every day we hear about another small indie promotion getting some kind of uh, national exposure, and I'm just loving every moment of it.
0: And it's tasty exciting stuff, Matt Mac. It's exciting stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. Now well, it's time to come and go very fastly. Elise recently took part in a virtual Q&A with Pro Wrestling Junkies and spoke about her time with All Elite Wrestling and revealed she was given permission from AEW management to confirm she is officially signed to a contract. She went on to say it's such a relief to have the deal in place after all she's been through. And she finally feels like there's hope for the future. Yes, AEW's women's division screams <laughs> security, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: Did you read uh, what Britt Baker tweeted? Yeah, which is kind of.
0: It's your responsibility to make sure the women's segments aren't the lowest rated.
1: It's like no, it's your responsibility, or it's AEW's response. I mean, it's somebody's responsibility to make sure it's worth tuning in for.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought that was. It's not my fault. I don't want to watch it. That was
1: very eye rolling. But you know what? Uh, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Eva can only help the division. She is yes super talented, veteran, and uh, she's got everything. She's got charisma. She's got the in ring talent. She has an amazing look. She's just she hits all cylinders. Pasty, the WWE Network announced, starting October 23rd, that they will be airing the Swerve City podcast, which includes current NXT star Isaiah Swerve Scott, as well as a host of others, exclusively on the WWE Network.
0: Except it's not. It's really the New Day podcast, and they're going to swerve you and say, oh, Big E's on Raw, we were just joking the whole time, swerve. <laughs> right. Looks like we got City- some new pod- podcast competition, Fat Mac.
1: <laughs> I, I think we do. Um, the Swerve City show features Scott and the hip-hop artist Montesi as the hosts. It looks like they will have a five-man team for the new WWE Network show. At least that was revealed in the promo they uh, did that you can find online. They have interviewed in the past several current and former WWE superstars and also cover sports, music, lifestyles, and more. In fact, AEW star Big Swole previously appeared as a co-host for a few episodes, but she is no longer on the show. I wonder why that is. That's surprising. (laughs)
0: Uh, And if that's not enough to tickle your tangers, whatever those are, radio and podcast personality Sam Roberts is also getting his own WWE Network show. Robert stuck to Twitter today to announce that his Not Sam wrestling show will be coming to the WWE Network, brother, on Thursday, October 22nd. The show will air each Thursday morning on the network. Roberts first started appearing on WWE pay-per-view ba- panels back in 2016, which is right about the time his podcast stopped being anything worth listening to. <laughs>
1: agreed sadly i was Have surprised the... it's been four years man i know it's weird I was like, wow
0: i used to listen to him almost on a weekly basis
1: yeah same here
0: <coughs> and now
1: i i couldn't tell you the last time i listened to his podcast <laughs> probably 2017
0: <Yes. laughs> they de- debuted on the on the pre-show panel at the roadblock pay-per-view i don't even remember that pay-per-view when did that happen I think that was one of those ones that was right before WrestleMania. It was like Fastlane Lane, and then Roadblock, and then Cockblock. Yeah, I think and it was Shotlock.
1: I think it was one of them that they did at the same year they did like Great Balls of Fire, and they did all the one-offs. But yeah,
0: <coughs> <clears throat> he also hosted Talking Smack in 2017 and 2018, and he has made a few other WWE show appearances since then, including commentary on WWE NXT and main event sell out motherfucker <laughs> you sold out you sold out this is the ultimate heel in wrestling podcasting yeah
1: I, I got to admit it really uh it hurt when Sam Roberts sold his soul to the devil
0: he did it at the worst time possible because it was like it felt like it was right before they started making moves towards AEW you know what I mean how cool would it be if he was still a decent podcaster who covered everything right now? Instead, yeah. we're stuck with Chris Van Vliet. Fuck. Who nobody likes. He just no. gets everybody somehow. I'm to punch him <laughs> in the face. In the stupid face. Pretty boy prissy jock from high school. But who probably pretty... wears socks with flip-flops. <laughs> I guarantee is... he does.
1: Sad thing is, if you were to punch Chris Van Vliet in the face, we'd have to put him on our injury report, and we don't (laughs) want to do that. But folks, sadly, we've got a long injury report this week. We never, never like that, especially when there are deaths involved, and there is more than one death involved, but we'll get to that later. We're starting out with those that are still alive. Ring of Honor is expected to not use any performers that were part of last weekend's The Collective for its current set of TV tapings due to concerns over COVID-19. The collective was a GCW-hosted three-day wrestling event, and since then at least three known participants, Dan the Dad, AC Mac, and Cabana Man Dan, the Dans. Wow,
0: those are (laughs) shitty names.
1: (laughs) Um, They've all confirmed publicly that they tested positive for COVID-19. Ring of Honor's Dan Housen was one talent that was recently at the event. He shared the news on Twitter explaining how ROH is being extra safe and responsible to send him home. He says he backs up that idea. Dan Housen also revealed that he was tested twice for the coronavirus and was negative both times. As a result of the collective, indie promotion St. Louis Anarchy is also canceling its events that was planned for tonight as we air... And they're also going to be canceling the Spirit of Spaulding Round Robin Tournament.
0: Yes. 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 I believe I read something about this. And the collective, they, they went out of their way to not test people before the show. That was like their thing.
1: <laughs> Which is surprising because GCW is a pretty pretty big and respected indie Show, in fact, I think not they,
0: anymore.
1: <laughs> I think didn't they didn't they cancel Joey Janela's Spring Break? Well, they yeah pulled post- post- it. And then it was supposed to be, I think, last weekend, and I'm pretty sure. Maybe maybe they just post- maybe Joey Janela wouldn't show up because they wouldn't take precautions. <laughs> so they're like we're just gonna call it the collective and throw everybody else on.
0: The collective just sounds like a place you'd go to catch COVID, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> it does. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Gross. that's. Last weekend was supposed to be Joey Janela's spring break through Game Changer Wrestling. <laughs> so, well, hopefully, Game Changer Wrestling gets their shit together. Or
0: don't you know. trust Dan the Dad. <laughs> no, and
1: don't trust Cabana Man
0: Dan. Are don't they the same Dan. guy? I'm pretty sure they're the same guy.
1: I think. I think <laughs> one Cabana, just wears
0: a floral shirt.
1: I think Cabana Man Dan is Dan the Dad Junior, and then Dan the Dad is the dad of Cabana Man Dan.
0: And then Colt Cabana is named Dan and he's like removed from the family. Yeah, uh, he's the, he's he's the Jewish
1: one and they don't talk about him much.
0: I like how they have Dan the dad, Cabana Man Dan and Dan Housen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're raking in the Dans, baby. <laughs> if you're a Dan, you're our man. <laughs>
0: oh, that's fun stuff. It is. I'll, Alpha One Wrestling announced that they've canceled their remaining 2020 schedule, including this Sunday's event, citing not wanting to take any unnecessary risks during the pandemic. It's worth noting Alpha One claims the decision is related to an issue on a local level and is not directly linked to GCW's The Collective Weekend Show.
1: I wish so GCW they say, would have thought about not taking unnecessary risks. <laughs> I wonder how much Game Changer Wrestling actually was involved in the collective show. Like it's, it was GCW hosted. It's not GCW, so I don't. Maybe they just like you know provided the stuff and put out you know all the information. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. You know you yeah, can don't promote
1: know. a show without without actually being involved in it. You just basically give them a little bit of money to do it, and then they promote the shit out of your name. So I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's sad. It's sad when when shit like this happens. And it's sad when people just decide that they're not good enough as a person and they need to take on invasive surgery to improve their physical appearance. And pasty, well, that brings us to Andrade not being drafted this week. And Charlotte allegedly, Claire
0: convinced him then, right?
1: I think so, after she got hers. Because uh, he's undergoing a, quote, minor elective procedure. Minor elective procedure. I know when uh, Triple H did that. Oh, what did he? Was it peck implants that he had, or
0: calf implants? Oh Jesus!
1: Some kind of implants. Uh, you know, it's it's more common than you think with male pro wrestlers. He's expected so is to be Brock Lesnar
0: all implant then. He could be. You never know. <laughs> He's a ninety-eight-pound uh, skinny dweeb.
1: <laughs> Andrade is expected to be out of action for about a month. Speculation of him returning the NXT came about when he tweeted and then deleted, simply thank you. But that was quickly cleared up by Charlotte Flair, who stated that he was simply wishing Vega well as they go their separate ways. However, he then shared a photo of himself with the NXT title. So, you know, go figure. <laughs> According to a source familiar with the situation, he is expected to receive a push when he returns, now, whether that's an NXT push or a main roster push is yet to be seen.
0: I guess it depends on how well this, the procedure goes.
1: <laughs> right?
0: What's wrong with Andrade? Seriously.
1: I mean, I mean he, he doesn't have Balor
0: abs, but not everybody needs that. Andrade no, I, is hes pretty great.
1: Yeah, other than his face, I think his body's better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a better face easily.
0: But, yeah. But the accent comes out of the face, and therefore he's got one over on you.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: don't
1: know what I would have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, um, I just looked it up. It is, Triple H did have breast
0: implants. So. <laughs> Stephanie, I got them. I love them. <laughs> you love them. So why don't You're you ready? get them? <laughs>
1: Why not? Uh, he also had a facelift, which I didn't I'm get realize. Going to get breast implants. He had a facelift in 2014.
0: Weird. So <laughs> weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's weird. I don't like it when women do it either. For the for the record, just be happy with who you are. Correct. But it's so weird. <laughs> pasty, pasty. Pasty, this is it's
1: it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We not not next week, but sometime in the near future, we're gonna do a top ten wrestlers who had plastic surgery. Five men, five women. We gotta do it.
0: There we go. We, or maybe yeah.
1: not even five men, five women. It's just gotta be a good. mix. What if we just come
0: good. up with ten men? That would be crazy.
1: I we probably could. We should do that. A top ten men who have had uh, plastic surgery in professional
0: wrestling. I dig it. I'm done with we that. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Stay tuned, folks. Uh, Natalia lost a tooth during Raw's number one contender Battle Royal that Lana wound up winning. <laughs> Lana won a Battle Royal to face Asuka for the championship. <laughs> yeah. Natalia brawled with Lacey Evans late in the match. A shot from Evans wound up knocking one of Natalia's teeth out, and she took to Twitter to show the damage done. This is an entirely a new dilemma for Natalia, as to her two front teeth were previously knocked out in 2017. Old hat.
1: Yeah, one one of the. I can't even say one of the few women now because they've actually got quite a lot of badass women. But one of the, the women on the roster that aren't afraid to actually get dirty and work stiff, you know. Yeah. I like it. As we Nia mentioned. Jax, uh,
0: but that's different. <laughs>
1: She just works stiff. Not, I mean, she just is stiff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as we mentioned earlier in the show, at the top of the show, she was trained in the dungeon. And if you get trained in the dungeon, you can take a lick and it keep ticking. Oh, yeah. Except for Tyson Kidd. He's out.
0: <laughs> Speaking of oral injuries, Pasty. It's so sad that he was the last one trained at the dungeon. Right. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, he was awesome,
1: too. And then, you know, Joe had to fuck him up. And it's not even Joe's fault, but... Yeah. Speaking of Joe,
0: no, speaking of- Damn it, kid, you could have been the next Owen Hart. Oh, shit, too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious, but sad.
1: That's kind of the theme of this week's show, is just sad and (laughs)
0: hilarious at the same time. Yeah, you got to laugh at what you can do. Uh, and
1: the laughing man came forward when Finn Balor confirmed he had surgery this past Friday to fix his broken jaw he received from Kyle O'Reilly at TakeOver Minor 31. cosmetic surgery. <laughs> Finn revealed in the post that one of the fractures had gone into his tooth. The doctors had to remove that tooth, and his jaw was then wired shut to restore his bite and help align the fractures. The surgeons then screwed three plates in to fixate the fa- fractures, And the demon confirmed that no wires were needed after the operation
0: was complete.
1: So he had quite some work done after that match.
0: (laughs) He's a hell of a cyborg now.
1: He's getting there.
0: I mean, they should clear him for, for in-ring competition just before Halloween. He can come out with all the metal gear and be scary and shit. That'd be cool. Ooh, Yeah. Let's hope uh, it doesn't keep him out long enough that they have to take the title off him. That would not be a good uh, running record for Balor with top titles.
1: Exactly.
0: (sighs) Then I'd have to turn tail and get the fuck out of the company if I was him. If if that happened. (laughs) (sighs) It's been a sad week for fans of European wrestling as former WXW champion Karsten Beck passed away Thursday morning at the age of 33. Beck had battled brain cancer for years. Beck had been a unified world wrestling champion, a World Triangle League winner, and WXW Hall of Fame entrant in 2017, and was the director of sports for WXW at the time of his passing. Debuting back in 2006, Beck wrestled until 2016, where he then became an on-screen authority figure and WXW's director of sports after his cancer diagnosis. Beck had planned to return to the ring in 2017, but couldn't do so once doctors found the tumor was growing again during a routine checkup. Very ah.
1: sad. So yeah. young. Yeah. And I sh- that's gotta be a shitty way to go.
0: Yeah. My, my aunt is currently, currently battling brain cancer and kind of in the end, end of that. It was not fun.
1: No, it can't be fun to to be on the the viewing end either, you know.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well, she, she she's relatively still herself, which I I thought was kind of interesting. That's good. Remember. Yeah.
1: Something that maybe uh maybe even sadder than the news we just talked about, European sensation Ryan Smile has passed away. The native of Birmingham, England, was a mainstay on the UK scene and had success as a single star. Smile held the RevPro Undisputed British Cruiserweight Championship in 2017, was the -the over-the-top No Limits Champion at the same year for 182 days, and was also a three-time Relentless Division Champion in Kamikaze Pro. Kamikaze is a (laughs) really ironic... uh, company for him to have been a champion in because he had been dealing with mental health issues for quite some time and he chose this week to take his life on Wednesday. Everybody listening, if you or anyone you know are dealing with mental, emotional issues or even just feel overwhelmed with everything that's going on in your life, doesn't even have to be related to this COVID crap, please ask for help and or call 1-800-273-8255. Um, There's a great song out about that. Hello, folks. Or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And by the way, Over the Top Wrestling has several matches featuring Ryan Smiles available on YouTube. So be sure to go check them out and have a smile.
0: Uh, What a week. What a week.
1: It's been a crazy week, and and really not a lot has happened, but a lot of, a lot of negative happened this week.
0: Yep, let's hope uh, next week is a bit more positive. But with that being said, that's uh, all we have for you this time, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week as we always and often are. Beef Sticks podcast. I've been pasty. I'm Fat Mac. Take it easy. Now relax, ease back, and snap out of it.